and start, and start off. off. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fears on the fears on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape. Crown the king, crown the king, crown the king. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot the tempo, yes. These other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the force ever, force ever. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season to keep the start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. What you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you we need. What you yeah. need. We going in on three, run the baseline. Line, start five, get it. We got what you we need. What you need. And y'all know me, seven sign. I'm the jealous cat stick. I got what you need. 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 Hi, everybody. What's going on? It's me, the man, that GJ name is five. Your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. And we's back for the newest episode of the Start 5 Podcast. As always, we need y'all to check out the Start5Podcast.com for all our Instagram, all the streaming platforms, the merch link, as you see. We're both rocking the Start 5 t-shirts today. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that yeah, yeah, you just heard is the one part of that showed up on time today, but no shots at the other ones. They're just a little busy. JP and Katara is going to be on in a little while. But we have the light skinned wonder out here in this sun reclaiming my melanin right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to discover it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get something back. I'm, I'm, I've been uh, pasty for a while now. I need to get to my French fry, original color French fry brown. So <laughs> that's the real, that's my true color. Um, what's going on? Another lovely weekend. It's nice out here. It's not uh, disgustingly humid like it was earlier in the week, but uh, everything's on the up and up. Uh, it's been a good week. You know you know how you plan something out and it just comes together and you can't believe that it all comes together when you, the way you planned it. So that's been yeah. my week. It's been, it's been pretty good. No complaints. Um, feeling good. Um, just enjoying the summer. Today's my parents' Wedding anniversary and my sister's birthday today. So shout outs to the whole fam today uh, happy for that. anniversary, everybody. Yeah. So uh, everybody's out and about doing things. And uh, I'm happy to spend my early Saturday afternoon with y'all. And speaking of out and about doing things, the man who's stealing all the melanin right now, giving us, <laughs> giving us all the wind. JP, what's up? <laughs> what up, what up, what's up, what's going on, y'all, how y'all feeling? Uh, we're feeling good, my ears are feeling ripped apart. How y'all feeling? Wind. I said that that wind is kind of ripping my ears right now, but we good. Ah, 
Yeah. Thank you, sir. Hey, TJ, happy anniversary to Thank your parents, you, man. I'm Definitely. That's a Thank blessing, you. bro. Yes. Yes. Sir, yeah. Can we hear you, TJ? You heard JP or no? Yeah, I heard him. I said thank you. Yeah, oh, you heard me. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The audio problems are happening in the beginning already. Sorry for the technical difficulties, y'all. What are you doing, JP? I mean, you 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 doing your exercise now when you know we normally uh do the show? Hey, man, it's supposed to storm today, so I got to get this in while I can do it. You JP, like you're why in the wind tunnel? JP, the sun behind you looks like it's going supernova, bro. What's going on over there? You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm all good. Right. Can't have you melting these, like... These smiles and steps. Just try to get these miles and steps in. Can't Let me turn on the volume like a little bit. Maybe that'll help. Sidewalk. Is that better? Yeah, you good. Yeah, much better now. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well... As he knocked Is that the better? Yeah, a yeah. little better, but it's all right. Yeah. If y'all want to, if y'all comment and y'all watching, you want to get your comments up on the thing, please go to that right there, streamyard.com slash Facebook. So we don't see you as Facebook user. Please don't. We're finally up on our YouTube also. So uh, you want to go to the Starfire podcast on YouTube and watch instead of being in Facebook or something, go there. But make sure you go there and subscribe, please. Help us get to that first thousand so we can finally start monetizing the show via YouTube, man. We just started posting, just started putting up on YouTube last week because, uh, you know, had to work out all the particulars and all that stuff a couple weeks ago. But we on there. We good. We finally ready to roll. Yo, NBA Finals, TJ. It's a series now, 2-2. Yes, it is. Well, hold on. Before you talk, though, JP. Yes, sir. If you're not going to speak, mute yourself so we don't get all that wind, please. Thank you. Go ahead. When you're ready to talk, unmute yourself. Yep. All right. Go ahead, TJ. Yes, sir. We definitely have a series in the making now. I thought uh, Mike Bultenhosen was going to get outcoached this series. He seems to have uh, found their proper adjustments on these pick and rolls. On the defensive uh, side of the on, the, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Giannis is balling out of his mind right now, living up to him uh, winning the MVP twice. He's he's actually uh, earning his check. Chris Middleton showed back up. We didn't get a, a, a facsimile copy like we got in the first two games. Some other dude that was named Chris Middleton but wasn't playing like Chris Middleton. Um, Devin Booker has stepped up. Um, he's going to need some help if they want to win this series. I still got them winning. It's definitely probably going to go seven now. So the, uh, the first one to three is going to uh, – the first one to four is going to win. Um, I, I give the advantage to Phoenix because they have home court advantage. Um, the way the, both teams are serving uh, holding court on their home floors is, is proven to be the deciding factor right now. So I'm all for it. This is one of the more exciting finals I've watched in a, in a, in a while. So uh, I'm looking forward to it without LeBron James in it or a Golden State Warrior like uh, Steph Curry. So it's good to see somebody else in the finals that, um, that that's not the, the normal standard bearers 
So this is it's, it's shaping up to be a very good finals. I like it. Um, yeah, I hope it stays this entertaining. I hope nobody gets like seriously blown out, and it goes seven. JP, I think this is going seven. Like, I, I this series is definitely going seven now. Uh, but I, I still personally think Phoenix is gonna pull it off at the end. What's your thoughts? Woo! It's gonna be a tough series. I think whoever wins tonight will be will probably win the series because the person who loses tonight, you're asking them to win two games out of the out of the next three, and that's kind of a hard thing to do. Um, it's going to be a war tonight. It's going to be a battle. Um, I don't know who's going to win. Whoever has the let ball last is going to win the game tonight. But right now, it seems like Milwaukee has some momentum. It seems like Phoenix dealing with a little bit of injury issues. Um, Chris Paul didn't play a great game. We don't know, you know, if it was like COVID-related, he's still recovering from that. Or, you know, some type of um, hand injury that allegedly they're talking about. So um, we'll see tonight. The game's in Phoenix tonight. Um Milwaukee wins this game tonight. Phoenix is in trouble. You're mute. Dan, you're on mute. Oh, shit. I was on mute, too. My bad. You, you so, was on mute. <laughs> it's, you know, it is what it is, man. We, you know. We took that month off. We trying to get our barons back. So, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I, I agree with JP with the exception of one thing. He said, whoever has the ball in the hand last is gonna win. Duh. But <laughs> other than that, I think yeah, I I think if if uh, Milwaukee wins, it's a uh, it's definitely going to be a harder task for Phoenix to overcome, even though they got home court and all of that stuff. It's just been like uh, uh, Milwaukee just seems to be that like second half of the series kind of team. Mm. And it's like, yeah, they'll like to go down 0-2 and then just climb their way back. Like we just seen what they did to Brooklyn. And does Phoenix want to see that in a game seven of the finals? I don't know. Well, if, if Phoenix got home court advantage, so if they want to play anywhere, it's going to be at home. So – uh, that's why I tilt the series towards them. Both teams, like I said, held court on their um, held court. So we both seen them win two games in a row apiece. It's the it's that elusive road win that they're both trying to get and they can't seem to get it. So if this plays out like it's been playing out, uh, Phoenix could possibly win it with them on their home floor. Um, it's not going to be easy. I know, like you said, they're dealing with the injuries somewhat, but. Uh, when you're at home, you got that home cooking. You're you're relaxed. You, you you you're sleeping in your own bed. You're familiar with your surroundings. You don't have to you know leave from a hotel. And it makes a ton of a difference. So, um, the psychologic psychologically, they're they're probably more prepared than they would be if they were on the road. Yeah, all that stuff is good and well that you just said, but that that home court, the home you know, atmosphere that you mentioned of you're, you're in your own bed at home, you're relaxed, you're in your surroundings. 
all of that is nice and fine. You still got to bring your game no matter where you play. Indeed. And it's, and it's not like it's not like basketball gets played any differently, you know, on, on Phoenix's home floor than New York's home floor. Yeah, obviously the bounce of the ball might go down differently here and there, but you're still going to bring the same game. And so, I mean, for, for Phoenix's sake, because I did pick, I believe I did pick Phoenix to take it all. We both I, did. Yeah, I, I think Phoenix should win. I hope they do win tonight. You know, uh, even though I feel bad for Giannis at the end of it all, but I, I think Phoenix will t- end up taking it tonight. Tonight's Saturday as we're recording, y'all. So by the time this comes out for tomorrow, the game will be over, and then y'all can hold us to task on what we picked. <laughs> but I, I think I think Phoenix will actually pull it out tonight. It might be a close one, but I won't be surprised if the Bucks win because, like I said, they just seem to do better. In series, JP, uh, they, they seem to do better in the second half of a series over starting well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it does. Like I said, they had the momentum, so it won't surprise me if they win tonight. Yeah, true indeed, true indeed, Joe, true indeed. But um, that's it on the finals. It was a quick one. TJ, you reminded me, actually, as, as I seen you earlier, but we didn't talk about it. We had to get into this team USA. And, and, yes. and though they were just exhibition games, it called to question a lot of things going on. The two losses for, uh, against Nigeria and Australia. It called to question a lot of things about this team USA. And especially the, the the makeup of the players and who's on the squad. Like, I found it bugged out finding out that Trey Young ain't even get an invite when uh, when Greg Popovich just pulled two more players. Um, one of them is a guard who plays for him on the San Antonio Spurs. The other one is JaVale McGee. Excuse me for forgetting the other guy's name, but I I was just like like damn like not Trey, but then when you remember. Devin Booker's coming. A couple, a bunch of other people are coming that are in the finals. There's even word that Brooke Lopez might be on the way too, possibly, to potential. I mean, I, I think he should come too because Kevin Love dropped out, uh, citing certain things. They lost Bradley Beal too, citing, uh, I believe, uh, COVID uh, issues and stuff. So I don't know. As these the time went on, past when these games happen and when these losses happen, knowing who's coming, knowing who's on the way, I'm not really that worried, even though I still think that they should be very worried because all of these cats, all of these teams out here, they got an abundance of, well, not an abundance, but they all have at least two or three, some four. I think Nigeria had, what, four NBA players? Australia eight. had, like, eight. You know, so it's 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 uh, I mean, it's it's not going to be the easy road of the dream teams and the redeemed teams and teams like that. But you know, I, I won't be surprised if U.S. walks away with a, a silver or a bronze. Listen, the world is catching up. This was going to happen eventually, uh, as the game progressed and we expanded and the NBA expanded its borders. 
to international play and with the drafting of more international players. Um, so yes, uh, the world is going to catch up and we're not going to be the supreme eminent team in the league in, in Olympic competition like we used to. I don't know how you pick ja- JaVale McGee over, say, a Julius Randle when they said Randle didn't have enough experience playing Olympics. How much experience does No Hands McGee have? You know what I'm saying? Like, make it make he has, sense. He has multiple NBA championships. I, I guess that was the deciding factor in that case. You know what I'm saying? He was a contributing. He comes, he comes from lineage of gold medals with his mom being an Olympian. There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> Well, so, well, but well, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, JP. No, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, these although these guys are professionals, and you know, they should be able to mer- meld with each other and play with each other quicker than most. You could see the comfortability with the other teams as opposed to the American team. <coughs> Excuse me. They have a system. They run the system. It's not ISO ball. They don't run ISO ball in international competition. Well, it's a what are the things for? One of the points on that before JP goes, one of the points on that that I was hearing a lot is that a lot of the players on most of these international teams actually play with each other more often because most of these other countries do the uh, the, the exhibition tournaments and stuff like that all around the world, while right. the U.S. guys are just playing league basketball and league games. And, too, like you said, the rest of the world is catching up. All of these cats play professional somewhere. It's not like they're just pulling up college cats or street ballers or some shit like that. They all play professional somewhere. Right. Right. You know, which, but the, which is it's the, the, the thing about you. No, I was just going to say it's the, 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 the makeup of these teams and the unity that they have in building the rhythm of playing with each other for a little bit. Like, right. to me, when it comes to basketball, like, it matters. It doesn't matter as much, especially if you play pickup basketball, you know, in the streets. Like, you, that's literally, like, you got to be able to play with anybody anywhere. Right. But in, in the more structured game like this, it makes more of a difference. Which is, which is surprising to me. Like, uh, shout out to uh, the man in the 49th parallel, Thelonious Monk. His team, Canada, getting bounced so early. Well, that I don't know if it's shot. his team, but... <laughs> he claims to be a Canadian Canadian American, so right. he's, he's repping both sides. But you know, they 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 would have seemed to have a really polished squad with all the pros they have on their team. That they should have fared way better than what they did. Um, so you know that was a that was a shock within itself. Um, as well as you know, like you said, each team has a guy that's played pro ball whether it's been in the league, overseas. So th- this is nothing new to them. And they've been playing international rules basketball for some for some time now. So they're very comfortable. This is their environment. They're very comfortable in their environment. And it seems like the United States always has to make an adjustment. And it seems like it takes a few games for them to be comfortable with the adjustment. They, like, you can't get these flop calls that these guys are wanting now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These guys are looking for these pity pack calls. These guys are looking for these pretty pad calls, and they got to remember this is not the league. You know what I'm saying? You're you're not dealing with the same referees that you deal with during the regular season and throughout the playoffs. You have to mentally adjust for the contact. You know, we're not talking flagrant foul basketball, but we're talking about you're going to get hit. 
and you got to play through contact. You act like these guys act like they never played through contact before. They're always flexing when they get an and one when they get chopped up. You got to continue to play that way. Yep. Yes, indeed. But JP, man, you team USA. It's, it's a couple. Th- it's a couple things that's going on. Number one, as you all said, the international game has caught up to USA basketball. One of the, one of the things that we have to remember is this year. Look at the All-NBA teams. First team, Luka, Giannis. Um, of course, you know, several more players. But look at the young players coming up in the NBA. They're, they're, um, they're international, international players. players. Yes, they are. They are. Yeah. Hold on one second, y'all. Jeez. JP getting chased by a dog, y'all. As <laughs> yeah, as, as I'm Nobody, doing no. as I'm doing the show, somebody's trying to call me as I'm doing the show. But anyway, but yeah, but um, but yeah, the international game has caught up. It's been catching up. If you look, go back to 2004, when you saw what happened yeah. there. And right. another thing is too, like I hear you guys talk about the complaining of the calls and all that other stuff. Hey. Blame the NBA for the softness of the NBA nowadays. They don't want the hard fouls and stuff no more. Would guys be able to adjust to this better than what they do now? I mean, I'm sure they play street ball. Street ball, you know, there, there are no rules, you know, but I, I won't. Do I expect this team to win gold? Yes. Will I yes. be surprised if they yes, don't? Do. No. It's the chemistry, like you said, chemistry issue. Some of these teams have been been playing with each other for a long time. And you know what? These guys are very skilled, a lot of them. But even some aspects, fundamentals, you know, passing, a lot of isolation ball and stuff. That stuff has to stop with international play. They don't play that stuff international. It's more of a team game. So I think they they have to make some adjustments, man. They have to make some adjustments. I think they automatically assume because Kevin Durant is on the team, they should automatically win altogether. I think, right. I think that's, I think that's like, cause KD is on there, you know, uh, um, that, you know, he's, he, he's just going to will them to win every time out. And he, he's one person, like you said, they, they have to play more team oriented ball, move the ball around and, yeah. and, and, and come together. You know, maybe they should bring Melo back and, co- and, and come and together sh- and show them how to and show them how to play hey. the national ball. <laughs> hey, yes, inter- he, hey, hey, Melo International <laughs> might be top five player of all time internationally. I mean, he's already an NBA Hall of Famer, but the international game, man, he be going mm-hmm. off, man. He but could be number one. Yeah, but he could be and you, you even one. look at the you, you even look at the, the lower levels. Um, the under USA the under nineteen team, they beat France by two points to win the gold medal there. But France has the best prospect probably in the world right now. This kid Victor, don't ask me his name. I know we'll butcher his name. Wamba Yamba, or think that's his name. But this kid <laughs> is going to be special. One scout already said this kid is the best prospect he's ever scouted. He just turned seventeen years old. He's seven foot two with a seven eight wingspan. Kid's phenomenal. He does need to gain some weight. He does need to gain some weight, but this kid can shoot from the outside. He can take you down low. Already a great shot blocker. 
you know, like you said, the rest of the world has caught up in a lot of ways. He said to the United yama, States. Yama, we, we, yama, yama, yama. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, this kid looks like he he looks the part, though. He really does. He looks the part. But um, we got some good young talent in the United States. Should we win the Olympics going forward? We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose some Olympics. But I say if we have ten Olympics, we should win at least seven of them. But we are going to lose know, a couple JP. along the way. That learning curve is getting real short. That learning curve is getting well, real you, short, brother. And, and you know what? And you know what? It's the teacher at the lower levels. There are some great AAU coaches out here. Don't get it twisted. There are some great ones. But, you know, it's a lot of iso ball and not a team game with some of these AAU programs. There, I mean, there are some great yeah. AAU programs out here. But there are some out here who do – more of the individual basketball. This is going to be controversial. I, I, this is not my opinion, but it does make you think. Some people say that the and one mixtapes was the worst thing that ever happened to basketball because it got kids yeah. away from doing basically fundamental stuff to playing more of dribbling, dribble, dribbling, dribbling constantly and just driving to the hole with stuff all the time instead of working on other aspects of the game. I'm just saying that's, that's, that's what some I, people do say, though. Well, I, I've, you're the first person I've ever heard say that, and I would say that if you want, if you want to say anything, I would say that it's a. That wasn't me. I just said some people no, have I, said I, that. I'm, and I'm saying because you recited it, you are the first person I've ever heard that come out of its mouth. I've never well, heard some that basketball from people else. who have said that. I'm, uh, uh, He's I'll stop, with you. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop repeating that. Point is, is. To a to a degree, that could be perceived as true, part because of the trick shit. It's mainly the trick dribbling, where it, which is the problem. But to be honest with you, if you're gonna try to go out and learn those little trick dribbling, you still have to go back to the foundations of just dribbling the basketball, regardless, to before you implement any other type of skill or move or or fancy flashy thing, you know. But I, I personally look at just the way that the game is being officiated in the NBA. Like, I've been showing this whole time we've been talking. Some of the fouls that in the NBA would have been fouls, like this one here. Really wasn't a foul, in my opinion. He just takes the extra acting dive. He just takes the acting extra acting dive because, because the league. I don't know who's got me on. I'm echoing from somebody. But anyway, this was nothing. This one here, this one here is one of those that's like we already know there was there was no foul there. There was no foul here at all. That was just the extra that in the NBA because you tripped over your own feet, you'd have got that call and it would have looked like something. But international rules are saying otherwise. Sorry, y'all who are going to be listening on the podcast. I just find clips where. Most of these NBA players thinking that they're going to draw fouls like this one here. That clear path foul of, of coming down on your feet. In the NBA, that's a little BS rule to, to you know, I, I personally look at a rule like these is to, uh, to, to help scoring kind of go up. You know, there, there has been some slight, and I, I don't remember any to, to, to have committed to, my, to memory, but there has been times where 
the star players have come down on another guy's foot who is defending them this close. So right. I get it. That could be a foul. But like something like this, where you're jumping into the guy, that's not a foul. That should be, in some respects, seen as like an offensive foul. Like, well, you're trying to, to your, draw the foul, but that's not really a foul. To your point, they're changing that rule for next year, for next season. Like, you can't Good. change. You you can't jump into the person to get a foul. That they, they they they've discussed that, and they're changing that rule. They're going to call it an offensive foul, if anything, or they're not going to make the call at all, uh, which is going to hurt uh, quite a few players' games if they don't make oh, the adjustment. First person thought of is James Harden. James Harden, Trey. You know all these guys that are looking for something extra to 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 benefit themselves in the game. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how these guys make the adjustment. Hopefully, playing in the international league uh, in the in the international competition helps uh, quell some of that, and you know we can get back to playing a little more straightforward basketball. But it's, it we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't, but I don't I, think it's going to be. Think- a- I think I think I was going to say to you, JP, is that I think that maybe the NBA officials need to look at these Olympic games and watch how these officials officiate. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Remember, mm. NBA is entertainment. It's and it's, it's a lot of entertainment nowadays. But as far as Trey, Trey Young and um, Harden and them, they'll be fine. They don't they'll, they'll make adjustments. They're, they're great offensive talent, great offensive players. The, the great ones always find a way. So. They'll be fine. That's only one aspect of their game. They still have yeah, other yeah. aspects that they're great at. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think we're speaking on it in a matter of it's gonna fuck them up. It's if we just speaking on it like these are the cats that get away with the it the most. So yeah, adjusting is going to have to be done. You know, that's all I'm saying. Like, let's take for instance James Harden uh getting away with, in my opinion, the travel, but that that little skip step sidestep three-pointer and shit that he does. He found a loophole in the system. That brother always has a way of finding a loophole in the system. He's like Bill Belichick when it comes to cheating or, or doing something that's perceived illegal. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's, they, they find their ways to skirt the system. And yeah, James Harden's going to be fine. Yeah, Trey Young is going to be fine. I just think this officiating team in the NBA, they, they need to, to get better. They need to do better. And hopefully, hopefully, the league has them watching these games and the way that these officials are calling these games. Because, yeah, a lot of this little ticky-tack shit that goes on in the league, to me, it, it steals some of the, the, the joy out of the game. Like, it, it just, to me, it just takes something out of the game that it's just like, you know, you know how it is, JP. It's like, oh, come on, like really, like, oh, like critical moments where it's like you get yeah. you get cheated out of calls because of bullshit. Yeah, because you know, I think sometimes these referees get caught up. The fans are coming there to see you. They come to see the players, not you making calls. Right. All right. And hopefully, there's no Tim Donahue's left that are cheating the game anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we lost TJ. TJ's having a couple of technical difficulties. He will be back soon. But uh, JP, because we in your home state, 
we in your home state. Shout mm. out. To, what, what was the area? It was Mount Laurel. Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Break it down for the Gra people. Gramercy Drive. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently, a racist neighbor was harassing an older black couple that lived there. Actually, he harassed a lot of people. Some people, there was a, a lady and her daughter lived there before them. They moved out because of his racial harassment. Well, apparently, mm -hmm. they were he was racially harassing an older couple. A neighbor came over there at the feds, and he basically went off, calling people, telling them to go back to Africa, telling them, you niggas don't belong here, saying that, you know, this, that, all this other stuff. And then he had a nerve to say, you can get whoever you want. The Mount Laurel Police Department knows me. You know, I'm on, basically, I'm untouchable. They're not going to do anything to me. And he said, and he told people, you get whoever you want. He put his address out there, so-and-so, Gramercy Drive, pull up. And... They, he said, pull up. He got he more did, than he bargained right. for. They pulled up. <laughs> and it was 300 deep who pulled up. And basically, right. they, they stood in front of his house till the police arrested him on harassment and assault charges. He came out. <laughs> and it looked like the malice of the palace where they were pelting him with all kinds of stuff and <laughs> throwing stuff at him and everything. So never threw that you know he got what he exactly what he deserved. Yeah, and shout outs to the brothers and sisters, especially from Willowboro and Camden, New Jersey, who 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 pulled up because I heard they pulled up the most. So yeah, well, you know he wanted to pull up. He don't want no smoke with either one of those towns. So my hometown, Willowboro, and of course Camden. So you know brothers and sisters showed up, and they showed they showed out out there, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. I, I really do believe a lot of these people with this white supremacist mind state that their former orange orangutan president made them feel emboldened really are acting out because of him. And you yeah, know, it's the rest of you. I think we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to have that, man. You, we can't be having that. You're not going to do whatever you want to do. Period. Yeah. It's going to be a long I struggle and fight. But you're not going to do what you want to do. I think we're at the stages now where you mentioned the, the orange orangutan devil that was Donald Trump, the former president. Like, I think we're at those the the where the residue is still still sticking around and slowly but surely, like very very slowly, like that one drip per hour out of the faucet slow, where uh, you know they're starting to fade into obscurity. You know, they 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 run into their little bullshit websites and all that. And it's just it, it's there's not really much I can add on other than it's funny that they still think that they can act wherever however they wanna act. Uh number two, it was hilarious and impressive that dude made the request, pull up. And our people definitely pulled up in droves. And it's so much so to where he, you know, they, they gave him a little time to give a statement the next day or whatever when he was home the next day. He was, that's not me. I'm not I'm not a racist. Look, I got black neighbors right here, right here, right here. Like, you know, he did the he did the disingenuous 
look at me, I got black friends type of move. You know, because people who truly have real black friends, they don't go, look, I, well, I got black friends. They don't, they don't have to say it. They don't have to say it because you kind of just know. <laughs> you know, it's one of the things that you just know. And he tried to pull it, thinking that it was going to save his ass. But 300 people later, TJ, just a wee bit too late. Well, if anybody got what they wanted when they said, come see me, it was this dude right here. We came out and we saw him for who he was. My thing is, this is not a one-off or one-time deal. He's been known to harass the people in the complex for a while now, to the point where the cops know this dude's name. And they allowed this to continue. So this falls basically on the police for not doing their job. If it was another person of color doing this, he probably would have got kicked out of the, 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 the community by now or been arrested much earlier. And this we wouldn't have never heard about this. So That's for him, for him to, you know, it, it put it like this. He said what he said because he was allowed to say it. And he, he had a privilege, his privilege. Privilege was allowed for him to carry on this way for a, a, a for a good amount of time, and if this wasn't recorded, and you know went live, it probably would still be continuing now because we'd have never known about it. So, uh, his arrogance, uh, his arrogance is what at the end is what costed him because he was going, he was going about his way doing his normal thing, and nothing was happening to him for it. But now, since he's got other charges brought against him, as well as, you know, harassing th this family, uh, Karma's rearing its ugly head again, and he's getting what he, get he deserves now. He's definitely going to do some serious jail time, whether it be two years, three years, whatever. He's, he's going to see some jail time in county. And wow. uh, hopefully he gets gen pop, and they give him an education about pulling up. Pulling up in jail is way different than pulling up in the streets. So. And and like like was said earlier, Father Time is undefeated. But JP, I had to put you on mute because of the wind. You can unmute yourself when you want to talk. But um, Father, just like Father Time being uh, undefeated, uh, the internet is also undefeated. And he can expect, unfortunately, he can expect people pulling up on his house more often than not. Now, I mean. His house might become, JP, I mean, Mount Laurel, his house might become like a new black tourist destination for, uh, like, look at this, look at this, look, look, look at this guy. This is, this is where that fool that we saw on the internet tell everybody his address from. He might this have to where, move. Yeah. JP, unmute, unmute yourself. So you, what the fuck? I pressed you. No, he, he probably got to do it. Yeah, hello. There we go. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to give you a little background on Mount Laurel. I'm, I'm very familiar. Of course, I live, like, not too far away. I live, like, literally, like, five to seven miles away. And I never had no experience with the police departments, but I know several people, a couple friends of mine who have. And we lost them. Hopefully the brother could come back and uh, we'll describe that 
the shit, you know, how, how Mount Laurel is in another time. But uh but yeah, TJ, I mean this brother, this well, this man, he ain't a brother to me, but this man doesn't learn the hard way. And, and if they could go back 30, 40, 50 years on people to dig up dirt on you, they didn't have to go back that far with this guy. And for him to talk that shit, oh, the police department knows me. I wonder why they know you. Right. And JP is back now. Go ahead, JP. All right, TJ, go ahead. Speak on it because uh, JP's trying to get his shit together. This is the most freaking technical difficulties episode ever. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, you're absolutely right. If if they if they're dredging up shit from like you said ten twenty fifteen years however long it may be, and docs and cats and finding out you you know your your whole history, uh, do via social media and through the internet, this was light work for them. Plus, he voluntarily gave his information out. We literally had to do no work. We literally had to do no work for this one. He was like, "Come see me. My address is such and such. I'll be there." Okay. As they say, an hour later, you know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we showed up in full force in solidarity and unity. And you know, what? it was like a flash mob scene where, you know, we pulled up and we did what we need to do. I like, think, like, I, like I, when they did the Harlem Shake uh, a few years back. Right, the, right. The I like this Harlem Shake as is. <laughs> I, I like this strategy, though. I like this strategy where we're pulling up to people's cribs. Talking about come see me. Yes, we should do this more often. With and, caution. And, With caution. No, no, no. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And they did, they did, they did it respectfully until he left his house under police escort. You know what let, I'm saying? Let so, me, let me give, let me. Go ahead, JP. Let me give you all a little back. I was gonna say, let me get. I don't know if you all heard me the first time. Let me give you all a little background about Mount Laurel. I live five to seven miles away, so it's basically right down the street from me. Um. I, I know several people, several of my friends that live in this that live in this town. I, I have a friend right down that lives in this town. I've been to Mount Laurel, gosh, a lot of times, and where I work at is the next town over. Um, I've never seen a black police officer in Mount Laurel. I've never seen that ever. I don't even know if they have one even on their police force. Um, second of all, this this guy, his record was long as our arms. I mean, you go back to when he was six, 17 years old, he did two armed robberies of a gas station, escaped from a juvenile detention center. They had to, they had to find him. So that's you know, why drug charges, weapon charges. So this, this dude was just a bad person, period. So that's why they said, oh, they know me. They know me. Oh, because they're very familiar with him. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, JP. <laughs> that's crazy. But... He got what he asked for, y'all, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen more often. We just need to start pulling up on people, whether it be at their job, their 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 house, or wherever they choose to reside or, or work at, and say, hey, we're not taking this shit no more. We're not having this. You want to you know, you be out here with your chest out? All right, come out here with your chest out. We'll show you what time it really is out here in these streets to give you a real quick synopsis of what's going down. And from this point on, you know, this is just one example. I think if we, we if we've done that enough, more people be quick to keep their mouth closed uh, in certain situations um, in terms of wanting that smoke, as they like to say. 
You're on mute. God damn it. This I should have named this episode technical difficulties instead of picking boogers. Which we're gonna have to pay respects. We're gonna save it for the end of the show where we pay respects to the breaking news last night that actually became official people that we unfortunately lost the great Biz Marquis. Um, and I, I said it like that specifically because it was about maybe a week and a half ago where people were trying to jump out the window because they heard he was in the hospital and somebody trying to play the firsties game saying that Biz died. No, but unfortunately now the brother has passed on um, the age of 57, correct, TJ? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's correct. That's so why I was that. in sh- behind the scenes. That's why I was like, let's make sure this is legit this time before we even oh, say yeah. anything. You see, you see how I got. Yeah. You so I got, but we'll save we'll save that for the end of the show. Indeed. When indeed. Jay, when, when JB comes back, he'll know that we are now talking about uh, some of MBS and the Star Five Podcast Group's favorite sports commentator, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, y'all, what this man did, if, you, if y'all know, if y'all under, not hidden under a sports rock or something, was he pretty much, in my opinion, TJ, he made a fair assessment of what he said about Shohei Otani. And we all know when it comes to the Major League Baseball, the world of baseball in general, to be honest with you, it has a star problem. And I say it has, a, it has a star problem, but not in a good way. Because the guys who are the quote-unquote superstars or how in America perceives a superstar as just the best player on a team, none of those guys really actually want what comes with that label of superstar. Joey Votto was supposed to be that number one guy. Bryce Harper could have been, should have been that number one guy. For America, has that very marketable look, marketable face. You know, well, white, boy with, white boy with blonde hair. Well, um, you can go Mike Trout. Then, Mike Trout that's, is the perfect, that's was, thank you. Mike Trout is the perfect, perfect example of that. He, that he was, does not want to be the face of Major League Baseball. Right. Uh, and But he's, but that was the thank you for that because I was drawing a blank while I was talking. I got your he, back, brother. He, he was the number one guy in my really in my head who is the best player in baseball right. that wants nothing to do with anything other than what Play I do baseball. on the field, and that's it. Yep. So when you have all of these top guys like that, oh, I'm sorry, now you got to start going to the people of melanated skin. As you see, what is it, Fernando Tatis Jr., though I believe he's injured right now. He's been on several commercials. But does Major League Baseball want to make him the kind of the face? You know, uh, Mookie Betts, who is easily top top five in the league right now. Arguably one of the best baseball players in the game right now. Mookie Betts is definitely should be there. Should be the face of the league right now. I mean, how many was he? One or two MVPs in? He's definitely yeah. got a... He's definitely He's got, got a World one. Series MVP, right, with Boston, yeah. I believe. Yes. You know, uh, but then you get Shohei Otani, who comes over here for, from Japan, who is doing what, if you play Little League Baseball, we all have done. It's a lot of what the old school cats 
I, not to call my father old school cat, but a lot of the older heads that love baseball love the National League more than the American League because everybody hits. I'm sorry, I'm wiping the camera down, y'all. A little, little finger grease in there. But everybody hits. That's the same way that we, when we play Little League Baseball, if you play baseball in high school, you didn't play in a DH. Even in college, college didn't really, doesn't really do DH. You were pitching, you hit. And Shohei just happens to be doing it at a Very phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal rate where he's, if he's not the tops of home runs in the league right now, He's up there within the top three to five. No, nobody's catching him. He's he's got the he's, most he's, home runs in it. Well, okay. He's number one. He's yeah. number one. In it. But then on top of that, his ERA too is just quite pretty damn good. You know, and it's this dude is just he's just an unreal baseball player. Something that Major League Baseball hasn't seen in a long time. Dan, let me tell you. Go ahead, speak about him, and then I'll get back to the Stephen A. Let me tell you something. I played baseball. Up until junior, I played junior college ball. And like you said, everybody hits. And some of these pitches we played against were phenomenal hitters. Mm-hmm. Ph- phenomenal hitters. But they could throw the, they could throw that damn thing. You know what I'm saying? They could definitely throw the rock. So, you know, I was talking to my pops about this not too long ago. I was like, Dad, we, I played against dudes who are monster hitters that could also pitch very well. And he, his, 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 uh, his response to me was he's saying they, they, they force you to choose one. Either you're going to be a great hitter and become a position player, or you're going to be a great pitcher and not focus on hitting. And I don't know why that has to be there. There's there, that shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't have to be that way. It's just like, it's just like growing up playing sports. And nowadays these parents want their kids to specialize in one thing. So just right be gun-ho, I'm going to make it to the top in this sport. But when we grew up, we tried to play any and everything. Right. We tried to play any and everything back in the day. I mean, like I said, I've mentioned it before. Me and my brother were the only two kids in the entire neighborhood, black, white, Mexican, whatever, that had lacrosse sticks. We had, we would have, in my, in my like immediate vicinity of neighborhood, we were the right. only kids that had hockey goals. While we played football with our boys that would lived on right around the corner from us on one block or up the other block, we played football right in the middle of the street, or we played wiffle ball right on the side of the house with our boys that lived that would come see their grandmother across the street, or my friends from up the block, or my best friend that lived up in the dead end. Like we was out there rollerblading, but like if we wanted to turn a direction into anything, we did everything. But, but now, like you said, to tie it back to the baseball aspect, which you're talking with your father, that's a part of the problem. And then also, too, because the pro game is now, once you get up there, you now become an investment. Right. We don't want you to get plunked by a pitch. We don't want you to get hit by a pitch in your arm of a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Damn, you just broke your pitching arm. Here, here's where that doesn't make sense. It goes back to what you said. In the National League, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. In the, the, in the National League, it doesn't matter. You had to hit. If you were ace pitcher, you weren't coming out for at least six innings. Mm-hmm. So you might as well work on your hitting because you, you're going to get some at-bats, whether it's mm-hmm. once a week or not. You know, take a day or two to work on your swing, recognizing mm-hmm. pitches, recognizing pitch counts, you know, with runners on. 
leading off because they'll walk a person just to get to you because you consider the automatic out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. How many times and... you seen bases loaded, two outs, and the pitcher's up? And you're like, ah, right. oh, they're going to get out of this. You know right. what I'm saying? But just uh, two weeks ago, a reliever came into the game and hit a grand slam off one of the best pitchers in the league, Matt Scherzer. And he had you just know. got called up uh, a few days before that. So nice. um, playing multiple sports is not going to hurt you. It's probably going to help you in disciplines uh, because you have that versatility. You're not going to be intimidated when you come up to the plate because you've been in a situation before. You're familiar with this. So to strip one discipline away from the other, if you were a crappy hitter, then yes, be, be the ace pitcher you can. If you can't throw for shit, then yes, work on the, re- work on the rest of your skills. But you're good at both. Why not promote both? Like I said, right. I, I hey, believe- We got a bunch of comments. You know what's crazy? We got a bunch of comments here that aren't popping up in the stream yard on the, on the, on the, you know, in our stream. But let me right. go through some of them from where we're at on, a, on a, the baseball tip. Actually, I see you've been commenting. You should have told me. <laughs> you should have told me. I didn't know. But um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we're up to. Okay, uh, Fred Bins, I didn't get to the Stephen A. Smith part. But he said, Stephen A. Smith is definitely a love-hate personality, but he was right. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., yeah, he, he's definitely one of the beasts that are in the game today. You know, but I, I, I was thinking about, though, the top three. The top three guys that have been seen as, like, up here as far as should be. Like, the types that ESPN has been talking, would talk about. You know, like they would just breathe that their their names out of their mouth whenever they could. You know, the reluctancy in these guys wanting to be the man is it's it's incredible. It's incredible. But back to Stephen A. and Shohei Otani, the Shohei Otani comments. Because this man is doing the job that he's the immense, amazing job that he's been doing this season. And even we've seen the, the beginnings of it last season. Um, Stephen A. Smith made the point to say, and I'm not going to say it in full, that he can't be the face of Major League Baseball, part in turn because he needs a, uh, an interpreter. And where I agreed with him was that in, in where the league might not want to invest that time and energy in propping him up. The one part of it that I didn't agree with, TJ, is that the interpreter part that's that's stopping him from being uh, uh, a quote-unquote superstar or being the face in the league. Today, it hit me. The number one name that I was able to think of who could have been perceived as the face of the league at one time, happened to also be Japanese. Japanese Happened to also one time need an interpreter. Ichiro. There you go. I knew it. There you Ichiro. go. So when you can do it with Ichiro, who was one of the, you know, one of the best leadoff guys uh, Ever. Uh, of all time, Ever. especially of his era, you know, it could be Shohei Otani. And then how about with him, 
you can get the best of both worlds, uh, TJ. A pitcher so, who can hit home runs. So, if, if put it like this, if if he the more he speaks and the more he talks, and the more he's put on Front Street as a face, he's definitely the face of the team now because Trout is injured. He's going to learn English. All right, it's not going to be, it's not going to be. The name we right. just mentioned eventually. Ichiro, right, right. <laughs> it's not going to be something where it's something, you know, eventually he'll come around and he'll learn it. But, I mean, the guy's been in the league for, what, two years in, in, the, in the States? You got to cut him some slack. I mean, yes, we are quick for that fast boost to make these prop these people up <coughs> as the automatic number one superstar or however you want to call it. <laughs> and and you, you don't give these ch- – guys a chance to develop their own voice even the american players they don't get a chance to develop their own voice and and show their real personality and i think maybe that's why some of these guys don't want to do that because they're going to get judged over every little bit of thing they say and they don't want that criticism they don't want that that blowback or however you want to call it so i mean the guy's doing amazing things yes he's going to be in the league for at least another five years you don't think he's going to learn the culture and the language? He's just going to use an interpreter? We do it in other sports. Nobody has a problem with boxing when they, they use all these champions, Mexican, Dominican, Puerto Rican champs, and they don't speak English, half of them at all. Don't even know mm-hmm. English. But that, that doesn't stop them being from being the face of the sport or the best pound-for-pound boxer right? You know, in the league. You look at the in horse racing, these jockeys, a lot of them are not American. They get interviewed all the time. They learn, they they do an interpreter, but they eventually learn to speak English to understand these interviews. You don't think these guys want more endorsements, more more money coming in to stream for them? Of course they do. But here's the thing on those those points, though. Um, It's not the factor of them being in the interviews with interpreters. It's being that guy that the league can market the most is where, you know, you now you want him to do a Ford commercial in America. Now you want him to do a fucking uh, like as <laughs> yeah, as Hollis said in the comments. We forgot Melvin Bigfoot Johnson's. So Melvin Bigfoot Johnson's barbecue. Like you want him to be, you know, represent MLB and Melvin Bigfoot's uh barbecue. Like it's those things where guess what? If sponsors wanted to pick him up, he doesn't have to do speaking roles on camera. Listen, J- listen, listen. The first time I heard John Starks talk uh, during the interview, I was like, yo, this guy is from the back country of some place <laughs> I've never heard of before. This dude did not speak any type of proper English. I was like, what the hell did he, did he just say? This is guys from here. You he know did, what I'm saying? There's a, there's a lot of pros that can't English, speak. For me, he, he spoke good English barely, for me when I got the cameo for my wife. Bare, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> But that was years later. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. He, broke, he broke into himself. He found his he, voice. <laughs> yeah, he found his voice. But there's a lot of guys that are playing in the pros right now that don't speak proper English or to what you, what we call, what we understand. Because they speak, how they speak on the street. And you're like, what the hell did you just say? You right. know what I'm saying? And, and they're mumbling and they're ooh, ah, ah. You can tell they're not trained to speak to the press. So... To single out Shohei is a dis as is, is, is being disingenuous because there's plenty of players in the league and all leagues across the country and internationally that you know are, are not cookie cutter 
you know, proper speaking. Not everybody's going to be an Aaron Judge. Not everybody's going to be a LeBron James. They took training for this, and it takes time. If you imagine if you were LeBron James out of high school trying to speak, you know what I'm saying? It's right. different than LeBron James is right now. So you can't you, you can't just hold these guys' feet to the fire like that. It's it's not right. It's it's unfair. It's like it's like this, like Courtney said, and JP, you could go next on this too. But Courtney said this in the comments because baseball is the American pastime. Boxing mm. is anyone outside mm. of the stereotypical perceived American is an issue. That's why I mentioned yeah, you're right. that's why I mentioned those names that I did earlier because they were in the stereotypical look representation of what they would want for America. They would want for America. But then guess what? Like uh Hollis mentioned in the comments, he brought up the name Sammy Sosa. He said Sammy Sosa had to get his English up too. His Montgomery War commercials were the shit when he spoke. Fucking terrible. I don't know about that. But <laughs> I do, I do Baseball's remember. been very, very good to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, baseball has been very, very good. But I, I do remember. Did somebody say Madonna's? I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, Sammy. But guess what? Major League Baseball at that time had no choice because it was him and Mark McGuire who put that sport right on their back and brought it back to some level of prominence right? at that time. The season of 98 was one of the best baseball seasons ever. You can, say, you can say that about Otani. He's bringing it back. He's bringing, he's putting butts in seats. People right. want to see this guy throw, and they definitely want to see this guy hit. So right. I'm sure wherever the Angels play at is going to be at sold-out parks, especially the day he's pitching. He's hitting almost every day as it is as a DH. So, right. so... To, to say that, you know, they can't make adjustments, this is 2021. Everything is being becoming more international. You, you're going to get different cultures. You're going to get different uh, classes. You're going to get different people from all over the world coming into to these sports. And they're going to have to make an adjustment just like everybody else. So let them make the adjustment. Give them time. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously our own people ain't stepping up. So we, we got to get it. You want to keep the sport alive. You want to keep uh, fans happy and asses in seats, as they like to say. Then this is what you got to do. It's a process like anything right. else. Like like Ben's just said, I mean, Luca is next up and his post game isn't all that great. Yeah, it's right. not that. But also, too, but what helps him is his skin tone. But his game is what's speaking the most volume. But again, the skin tone, unfortunately, this is America. This is America we're talking about. Right. And yeah, he can be European. That's it. We, we, there's no hate from us in, in any of this. This is just perspective, y'all. Yeah, he could be European, but it's the fact that he, he could be perceived as this is a white guy doing this in a black dominated sport. Luca is going to be the face when LeBron decides to call it quits. He is Indeed. because because of the immense talent level that that kid has. Indeed, he's he's going to be that. So, you know, it's that's not it. That's it. Luca is a good example, but not the best because also he he's also been speaking a bit of English. He's also been speaking English for a minute now. So it's, yeah, it's not the best. It's still choppy, but even some of again, like 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 TJ said, 
some even our American dudes still sound like chopped liver and chopped meat on Horrible. that microphone. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> you know? Horrible. It, it can be bad. But, I mean, overall, though, this was more about what Stephen A. said, though, TJ. And it is. I, 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 don't, I didn't think that Stephen A. was fully wrong. The only thing I felt wrong when was that it's because, you know, the, because he, had, he, had, he needs an interpreter to speak most of the time for him. That's the part that I only found wrong. But when but you Stephen listen A's to everything he says, when you listen to every single thing he says, he really didn't say anything wrong. But Steve, Stephen A is assuming that he's going to come into the league speaking English. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where the that's where the false dichotomy is at. Like, you can't assume this guy who just came over from Japan is going to be well versed in the English language, or nobody knew he was going to be this good, this fast with pitching and hitting. When he first came out, there was doubts. Oh, this guy should stick to either pitching or he should be hitting. They, they, they were, were used to what the American right. they, were American cre- they, were, they were skewering him for, you know, not picking one side or the other. But now he's proven them all wrong. So now, you know what? Now he needs to learn how to speak English and not do an interpreter. You can't win. You cannot win. So not to say that Stephen A is wrong, but, yo, you got to look at you got to look at it from the other other side of the lens, my guy, because. This guy's only been over here for two years. It's not like he was going in Japan giving in- English interviews on a daily basis. No, that's right. not the case. He was in his own country speaking his home language. Now he's doing what he was doing over there, and he's very, very, very good at it. And you know what? Yeah. He'll be very good at speaking English when, uh, when he, when he, when he eventually does get it. But as far as saying he was wrong in, in, in saying that he can't be a superstar with an interpreter at this point right now. Yes, he can, because he, you got to think of about the time he's been here and the time he's put in. That's it. That's yeah. it. But I JP, agree with you. Where are you, where were you at on the whole Stephen A thing and the Shohei Otani comments? I know you're tired from your workout, but. You're on mute, you're JP. Man, it's, it was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous, bro. Yeah, it was. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. Well, we heard you. <laughs> we gonna get it together, old man. Yeah. <laughs> you still on mute, JP? Okay. Hit it yeah. One time. It's, it's ridiculous, man. You know what he what he said. And right when the brother makes a point, he goes on mute and and fades out. Oh, you gotta unmute yourself. Um, baby. It's ridiculous, oh, you, you know. Okay. God damn it, man! You and your cricket phone. We can't hear you. You're I know. I know. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. What um? Can you hear me? Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Oh, shit. This is too funny. You got it, JP. We can hear you. All right. right. Don't say it's ridiculous again, though. Put some foil on your antenna. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Yes. I don't believe you said that. (laughs) 
This is like this is like the, this is like the AT and T commercial back then. Yeah. You hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> now that's what you said. It's ridiculous. All right, I think he's gonna come back. This is this is oh, I, haven't, I haven't started drinking yet. This is hysterical. <laughs> All right, JP, get it up, drive to a better connection spot, like a free Wi Fi spot or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. But what the fuck? Yeah, he keeps he keeps freezing up. Oh my like, god, he, he was starting to say it's ridiculous, and I hate that we're missing out on this point. Because he keeps freezing. God damn it. God this damn has mess. been hysterical. This is this has been hysterical. This is a funny show I've been on since in a minute. <laughs> Metro PC ass phone. Come on. I'm oh, trying man. to bring him back in and out, but he's gonna have to come he's gonna have to leave and come back up. But right. I mean, hey, I could I could feel where people say that, you know it's it's a bit ridiculous because it's a lot of things to what we mentioned already. Yeah, it's a lot of toys of what we mentioned. Oh shit, Fred Ben said fifty six connection. Courtney's giving him the positive. Keep going, brother. Keep going. <laughs> Hollis said he got the America Online CD connection. <laughs> Fred Ben said he got the fifty six cake. Oh man. Oh damn it! Oh damn it, man! Was damn supposed it. to be a roasting session, but he's earned the, it. the old man strikes again. Oh, all right, I'm sweating out here, bro. Well, Holy you know, shit. But, you know, nonetheless, though, it, it's ridiculous that he opened. I mean, if you want to say that, I again, I just fall back on the. I think it's ridiculous. The notion of Shohei can't be. But when you really boil it down to what it what what was being said, it goes back to what Courtney said as this America's America's pastime. Well, that's, again, that's, the, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, that is the problem. Right. That's really where the uh, oh shit. <laughs> They're roasting now. This <laughs> dial up mobile. A hundred three minutes of wet browsing. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! We didn't ask the roast JP session. But... <laughs> Damn it, y'all! Who said a hundred three minutes of <laughs> web browsing? <laughs> this is why I love y'all. This is why I love y'all. This is Gosh. good. Every anybody can get it on any given day. This is lovely. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you were saying. Yes. Uh, was Stephen A. wrong? His way he said it was wrong. He could have presented it much better. He could have said it with, with a bit more class or whatever. I understand where you're coming from. I don't know but, how because he did. He said it straight up. Now, the apology, though, TJ, is what got me. Was because That's what really got me in this whole situation is the fact that he apologized when he really didn't say much wrong. He did kind of express what would be the opinions of probably a lot of people because a lot of people probably feel the same way. How could this Japanese man that can't speak English come be the face of this sport? Now, we Damn. described he should be able to. And then I said also, too, that Stephen A's got to remember that he's got to drive in through a piece of Chinatown to get to the studios to work. 
And there's a lot of older Chinese women and men out there doing Tai Chi who could probably kick his ass. So he got a <laughs> there's a lot of old Asians so, out there. So 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 did Stephen A want to apologize or did Disney make him apologize? Yeah, yeah, good point. You know what I'm saying? Did the ears make him apologize because they know where their bread is buttered and they didn't want to miss out on that money? Or mm-hmm. did Stephen A was like, nah, I'm good with what I said. And they were like, nah, you're not. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We're paying you $12 million a year to keep you PC 100. Right. And yeah, and they gave him that look that you just gave. Like, you sure you don't want to apologize? Like, right. They gave him right. that eyeball. Like, right. You yeah, sure you yeah. don't want to apologize? Right. So, so that you have that. So, I mean, uh, I think that was the only the apology only came after I think heads above him said, yo, you're going to have to squash this and fix it and make it right. Or else it would have been swept under the rug and they would continue. Nobody's talking about he butchered all them Nigerians dudes names on the basketball team. And that's you know what, what I was going to bring up next, because a lot of people were saying, oh, this black man can't apologize for, you know, throwing Nigeria under the bus. But because right now, stop Asian hate is the hot thing. You can apologize to show hate. Right. You can't apologize for chopping up these dudes. I mean, it's your job to get these guys' names correct. That is your job. But yeah, he went I, in on a rant. Like, How could you lose to whatever, whatever? I can't even say the guy's name. I'm like, nah, dude. You get paid to say these guys' names. Because if, prof- if they return pro, you're going to have to... How many people chopped up Giannis's last name for years? I, I, watch, I watch the Knicks religiously. Clyde religiously chops up and, uh, Giannis's last name. Giannis saying Giannis. He, he religiously yeah. chops up his name. So, I mean, as the, as the game expands and we get more international players, you're going to have to show these guys respect. This is their, this is their name. Mm-hmm. This is who they're represented by, their name. The first thing people know you as is your name. And you want people to get your name right. All right? That's just a sign of respect. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and, and he was making fun of people's names. It's like, that's not what they even call him. He changed his whole name because... People couldn't say his name. Like, dude, that's not an excuse, man. You got you get paid to say these people's names. If one of these Nigerian dudes become uh, the next LeBron James or whoever, you're going to have to learn his name. They had to learn Giannis's name. Giannis forced them to learn his name. And now they have to they say his name correctly out of as respect because that's their job. So you can't you can't use that as an excuse. You can't use that as an excuse. Not at all. Not at all, man. But I just, yeah, I, I... <laughs> he said, Dipsy Doo, Dunkaroo by Genus. Anti Hollis is a fool, man. One of the funniest fucking dudes, man. We got to get up in person eventually, yo, so we can get the real Harlem heat in. But you got to be, uh, you're Stevie Ray. You're like a speaker of the you do cut a hell of a promo, though. But nonetheless, though, I mean, hey, like I gotta say, I, I didn't see full fault with what Stephen A. did. I, I can be on the side of, I didn't appreciate that you done butchered the brothers from the motherland names up, but because of Stop Asian Hate, and that could be the perception. That's not definitely, the, that's not the rule right now, but that could be the perception that it's because of the stop Asian hate stuff, you know. It's the reason why you jumped out the window and issued an apology. 
when it wasn't necessary. You tend to, and, and I got all the respect in the world for Stephen A. He, to, unlike most of y'all, he's a favorite of mine, especially because of the way that that man came up. I respect the hell out of him. But stand on your, stand on your ten toes down on your comments like you normally do. Like Which I said, like I said, Disney, Disney probably said, "Hey, he probably got a phone call." He's like, "Hey, right? You can't say that, bro. You gotta apologize." We 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 trying to open up a new location in uh in, in Nagasaki or something more. Well, yeah. you know, but but look, you you see what happened with the Houston Rockets and the NBA in China. Look at that. That's a prime example. That's bang a bang. prime example. Bang bang. That's a prime. And and they don't even show NBA games in China anymore due to the fact that I, didn't that I think that changed. Uh, I think I, apologies and everything and all that and kissing up and I know the NBA is working with China again. I don't know if they've okay. been, I don't know about the showing of games, but I do believe that they're back to you know back to work. They caught extreme backlash off of that, and yeah. and they pulled they they just literally pulled out. They was like we we're not supporting you guys at all on any platform. So yeah. you got to take that into consideration. Disney definitely took it into consideration and they, they righted that ship very quickly. But like you said, you go back to the Nigerian city and that needs to be addressed as well. It should be, it should be the same respect. It should yeah. be the same respect for any country on all platforms. Put it like that. True indeed. True indeed, man. But from respect to what looks like total disrespect for one's family and total disrespect for oneself and what looked like a meltdown, TJ. Wow. Set the table, set the table on Richard Sherman, please. Wow. This brother, I mean, I, those who are unfamiliar with Richard Sherman's story, he, he came from a very rough background. And you want to talk about somebody that's self-made, he's the definition of self-made. Uh, graduated I believe it was from Stanford and, you know, honors very well spoken individual always stood on his box and represented himself very well. So this is a huge, huge, huge disappointment to see this brother act out in this way, shape and form. Like this is, this is totally uncharacteristic of him. He's never had any trouble or problems with the league besides being outspoken. And that's the only thing he's done. He's just spe speaking his mind which you could say you have a problem with, but the dude has been uh, untouchable in terms of anything outside the league, disrespecting the shield, as they like to say, in the NFL. Uh, he's been a spokesperson for them. He's helped tons of kids in his community. He's from South Central. He's, he's helped dozens of kids out there. He's a Cali guy through and through. Um, to see this meltdown happen is crazy. That 911 call was insane i don't know how many people have heard it or didn't hear it but the way his wife was treated on that 911 call that lady should not be working uh ever again right. uh doing dispatch for 911 calls that was just that's, ridiculous that's not the story within that's, that's really, not the story I mean, that's that's a piece of the story within this right because yes if if for those that that don't know he was picked up on this domestic violence, domestic violence, I believe, domestic dispute charges. They charge him, they charge him with domestic violence. Right. 
because in that state of Washington, trying to do what was also shown on video, which was probably a ring camera, whatever security system camera that they had on the house, um, caught the video and actually showed the video of what Richard Sherman was doing, which he pled not guilty for, and that was trying to break his way into the house, which you see him pushing on the door, slamming on the door. I, right. We don't know. The thing about it is, is we don't really clearly even know what this dispute was all about. They, they, they did like, not discuss what, right. what the issue was between him and his father-in-law. And, and that was wife. the real beef. And his wife. And his wife. Because it seems, but, like, it seems like something kid-related, child-related. It definitely it. is. It definitely but is. Back on, the, back on the, the first part, the guy's wife is calling 911. And this 911 operator, some respects, she was doing her job. But it felt like she was trying to write a book more than just get some of the real basic information. To me, the urgency in which she was more combative about getting her to calm down while talking to her instead of just saying, Miss, I understand, misunderstand, and, and, and just get information, just ask for information. She felt more like she was being combative, like, once I'm like, well, if you stop talking or, well, if you calm down, well, if you relax, or, like, that was the vibe that she gave off. Super unprofessional the way I agree, CJ. They, they need to review that tape and get her out of there. She, she should have no position to help. She was somebody. acting irrelevant shit, like, what is his date of birth and all this other shit. And I'm like, that like, doesn't... for the offices to get in. Right, right, right. That, that has nothing to do with what's going on. You can hear him in the background banging on the door, screaming, yep. trying to get in. And they were trying. They was like, oh, we locked the gate. We're trying to get him not to leave. He's trying to kill himself. Like, all you should be concerned about is getting medical personnel out there and police out there to slow this man down. He's an NFL football player. You don't know what he's capable of. He, 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 he's out there. He was drunk, apparently, because they said he had a, a, a fifth of Henny or, yeah, or he drank yeah, a... Yeah. So, you know, wine. you want to... He, he was drinking wine on that phone. Because, but, we found, because we found out what type... Of, we needed to know what type of liquor that he was drinking, according to the 911 caller. Right, oh, great. Okay. That's irrelevant. Yeah, that, that's irrelevant. Get get these these people are fearing for their lives. They're scared. They're not. They're scared of him hurting himself more than him getting into the house. They were more concerned about Richard Sherman's state of well being at that point than anything else. And this lady just kept on going and going and going and going and going, and it had nothing to do with addressing the situation at hand, which was totally deplorable, uh, in my opinion. But getting back to Richard Sherman. This guy has been because uh, Fred Bins had some comments towards that. He said his act was very disturbing, but the 49ers reached out and offered help. No one castrated him, and many offered to help. <laughs> the locks on that door were incredible, though. <laughs> yes. Well, we were talking about that in, in, in the comments. It was like that door was a hell of a door because he was, if you saw the video, he was banging yeah, on that door quite, quite hard. Like he was really trying to. Uh, break into that house. So props to his uh, architect and whoever uh, built the house and put the front door in, but it kept them safe. Um, I'm sure they weren't expecting him to be the one to try to break into his own house either. So, but back to being Richard, Richard Sherman as a person, this is totally out of, character, out of character for him and what he's been doing and what he's been building 
uh, in his career. And to see a brother like this go down that road, that was that was just ridiculous. Um, and he's come out and apologized for it. Uh, I posted um, in the group. Uh, he said he was very remorseful for it. He was very sorry about it. I mean, this has got to be truly embarrassing for him. Um, I don't know if he even remembered half the actions he's committed because he was drunk. So, you you know, you got to take that into consideration, too. He was obviously very upset of something that was very personal to him. Something was said. Some actions were done that he didn't agree with with the family. And he had a couple of drinks behind it. And he thought he could take the situation into his own hands. And it got out of control very quickly. Um, He crashed his vehicle, left the scene. Of, of his vehicle and then continued on to, to the to the family's house. So, I mean, they said in the past, he's talked about killing himself. The man, we all we wanted this guy to do is get some help and, and, and uh, see him hopefully continue his career in the NFL. Um, right. I hope they don't hold that against him, honestly. But, but, well, right now in the league, he's actually a free agent. He's actually a free agent, so... Now, with an act like this, uh, to my well, if he's a free agent and he's still not with the 49ers, um, he just made it harder for himself to get a job, number one. Because now teams are going to look at this as the case. What, my, I, we, it's so fresh right now, TJ. We did see what happened. We can talk Plaxico. We can talk Michael Vick, people who went to jail. We can talk a whole host of other athletes. I'm talking about right now with the Deshaun Watson because they're behind the scenes talking about if Deshaun Watson teams are I still mean, the your right. Eagles actually are still trying to jockey to get Deshaun Watson after this whole spiel is done. But you remember what you remember with the Deshaun Watson thing. What did we say on this show that we thought was going to happen and has happened? Watson real quiet. Very very silent on this. It got real quiet. Very real quiet. quiet. Very quiet. Again, it's not saying nothing against these women and all of that because these things very well could have happened. But they still need to be proven. But the case got super duper quiet. You know, super duper quiet. I think he'll I think he'll um um he'll still he'll still have a job. I don't think this is gonna hinder him. Possibly, but right now, again. It was sexual assault. This was looked at as domestic violence, which, again, beating down the door in that state was concerted that, I guess, in some sorts of anger or rage towards the woman. You know, but, yeah, I, again, he could possibly still have a job after this. I'm not saying he won't. I personally am just saying, like, yo, hey, maybe this could make things harder. What team wants to take on that kind of stigma, yada, 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 all that good stuff. Stuff. He's going to now need more mental evaluations behind this, especially with the, added, with the added in I want to kill myself talk, which is it's I've been I've been there. It's scary and it's real. It's very and he's scary. Going to need, and like like Ben said in the comments, you know, CTE is very real. It's very real. It's very real. But it's in this this situation. We need more. We need more stuff to, to to unfold and to play out to see more. Like, what was yeah. the motive behind all of this? I'm glad his wife is okay. I'm glad the kids right. are okay. The in-laws right. are okay. Because right. this is this is a this is a problem that it's it's this is going to be a, a Richard and kind of 
Almost, not Richard and Richard only problem because I don't. We don't even know if the wife and him are still together. When something like this happens, it sounds like something like that. Maybe they might be on the outs if she's at the in laws, or maybe it was a party. We still need more information to fall out about this to, to even go on any further. So for all we can say right now is thankful his wife, kids, and in laws are good. Go get the help, whatever help you need, ASAP, Richard. That so, and, and, and and we're glad he didn't hurt himself as well. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have really done some real damage to himself. So yeah. So yeah. that 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 as well is is, is good. Um, but like you said, we, 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 oh, I'm sorry, we, go ahead. no, like you said before, we definitely need more information. We're only getting bits and pieces of this story, and it's people are drawing conclusions and they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. So, uh, right. we're not, we don't do that here starting five. We, we wait for all the facts to be laid bare before right. we, we, we comment. We talk, we talk, but we still will let you know that we need more information. We right. can speculate. We speculate all day. We're not saying it's fact either until right. facts come out. Right. Until facts come out. And right. while we are on this domestic violence stuff, Dwayne Haskins. Ooh, I just I just read about that. Yeah, it's now shout out to Holly. He said that this happened like two weeks ago in one of the comments on on a post about that. But ESPN kind of broke it as like broken breaking news like yesterday. He got punched in the face by his wife. He called the cops on her and was like, I want her out of here. I want her out of here. Word was on ESPN that the, the dispute happened because him and they were in Vegas and him and his boys went out to party, left his wife and her girlfriends behind and forgot them. If this is the case, TJ, we've all been drunk. <laughs> some of us might have been in sticky situations like this. Some of us probably haven't. Do I blame Dwayne for going out without his wife in Vegas? Not at all. Was it a smart move possibly to go out with? It clearly doesn't look like it if this was the case. But still, I'm glad for what's being reported, it looked like he kept his cool and did what he had to do. They Dude. And unfortunately, she had to go. Dude, if the shoe was on the other foot, this would be front page news. Dwayne Haskins, yes. Dwayne Haskins' wife went out with her girls. He didn't like it. He came back and cold socked her in the face for it. That's yeah. what it boiled down to, but it was in reverse. Dwayne Haskins would probably be looking for a job now. The Redskins would have released him. Oh, dude, he's, him. he's with the Steelers right now. I mean, I'm sorry. Right, the, yeah, right, right. The Steelers would have released him. You know, it had been a whole deal, and then we've been going back to domestic violence in the NFL and how they're not addressing it, this, that, and the third. But now the shoe's on the other foot, and it's like pity pack. Like, but to like you said, to his credit, he did all the right steps and doing what he did. He kept his cool. He addressed the situation and he handled it the way it should have been handled. I don't know. I, at this point, I think that relationship is not going to be repairable at this point. Um, I'm, I'm guessing he didn't expect to come home and get punched in the face. Wherever, yeah, wherever he was. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't 
expecting that. I'm sure they would have gotten into an argument. He would have it washed over and they would have kept on with their lives. But um, you you can't fault the man for doing what, what well doing what was well within his rights to do. And that w- and, and and that was, you know, say he was assaulted by his wife and she needed to go. So um, I don't know why ESPN waited two weeks to report on it. I'm sure they found out way ahead of time. And now they're bringing it to the forefront because Richard, the Richard Sherman situation. But it's funny how they kept that under the swept that under the rug for, for the amount of time they did, because, like I said, if it was the inverse, It'd be breaking news, headline story, and then we'd have been treading over the same domestic violence uh, talk that that has perpetuated throughout the league these past years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so once again, we're going to wait for more information on that, man. But yeah, let's see how much more information, because like you mentioned, and we're not just talking on the, you know, he-man, woman-haters club. No, we're talking on we're talking on the, 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 the side of the shoe fits on the other. You know, well, I've you try to use the wrong analogy, but what's good for one should be also good for the other. Let's right. see what we hear more about this. Let's see what we hear more about this. What happens with his wife? Do I think that he should try to press further charges on his wife? No, really no, unless, unless their relationship is more contentious than that. And it's, it's more, more, more troubling than what was reported. Then, yo, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Like Hollis said, though, it may be repaired. Remember, Fab knocked his wife's teeth out. Yeah, you know, you, you know. Fab, Fab, Fab doesn't represent an organization, though, either. Fab represents Fab, and you, right. you, you got to You got to It's, it's. It's two different situations, and the integrity of the NFL is what comes first once you're a part of that group. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I said earlier, you cannot disrespect the shield in any way, shape, or form, or you're out of there. You know they they have a, a no tolerance policy when it comes to stuff like that. To a point, so, we we yeah, see yes, now to a point. You can't, you can't say that and then say, well, Richard Sherman might have a job still. They had a no tolerance point for dogs, but then Michael Vick got his job back. They had a no tolerance for guns. Plaxico Burr shoots himself. Right. He gets back in the league after going to jail. So, You're right. You're like right. you just mentioned, the, and, and like you said, Deshaun Watson, the NFL tolerates you if you have a certain skill level that, brings, that can bring you back in. If there's a certain level of demand for you, that can, that can bring you back in. But if you are Joe Schmo, nobody offensive lineman who is the backup center on the you know on the Jacksonville Jaguars, goodbye. They can give two shits. They can give two shits. (laughs) And stuff like that. You're no longer a commodity. We don't need that energy. You don't play anyway. Right. Right. There's not. put, Put it like this. There's not enough money invested in you for us to make a decision. And that's what you would go back to. It's a money thing. You know, do we have the money? Can we still make money? Are you still profitable to this league, to this organization, to this franchise? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a money thing. It comes down yeah. to dollars and cents. And, and like if you Fred can continue to generate. 
like Fred Ben said, like Fred Ben said, I'm sorry for cutting you. And if it wasn't for Ray Rice. You know what? I got a feeling there were people that were just like Ray Rice earlier in the league and it just didn't get reported. It didn't get reported. But camera, it wasn't caught on camera. It wasn't caught on camera. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Cameras caught on camera. Yes, it that did. Was elevated yes, it. camera. And that was somebody in that hotel or casino like, yo, shit, yo, we could get some money for this. Not saying that it wasn't wrong. It was right for what they did. Turn that shit over. Right. It changed, it changed a lot of things. But also, too, this is America, people's intentions. Oh, I can get a check from TMZ for this. Go get your money, but that's kind of fucked up. To get it is. To get your money from somebody else's pain, but we've been saying this is America this whole episode. This is America. Indeed. But Indeed. last but not least, y'all, we got to say rest in peace to the great Bismarcky, y'all. This is uh age of fifty-seven. Uh, what did he, did it show? What he died from, TJ? I didn't. I didn't read, but he had complications from uh, a previous a previous ailment, and it just exacerbated. And he was in an in an induced coma for quite some time, and I don't think he ever got out of that. Um, his family's been his by his bedside the entire time. Um, Biz is a legend in the game, hands down. One of the most lovable guys, one of the most lovable hip hop artists you could ever find. Him, mm-hmm. MVD, yep. um, two two names that are synonymous with just fun, outgoing, respected all their fans. He never, he, you know, he always made time for his fans. I actually got a funny story about Biz because I met him in like the ninth grade and he actually came to my school to battle somebody in beatboxing. I don't know yeah. how he found Mount Vernon. Maybe he knew Hev from back in the day or whatever, but he came to the school to battle dudes and he destroyed them on the playground <laughs> in <laughs> beatboxing. It was phenomenal. But Biz, Biz is a, a, a lovable guy, a lovable character. Uh, Underrated as a DJ, the dude could spin. The dude could spin records. I went to a party where D- Biz was DJing. One of the best times of my life. He probably um, used 45s too. Yeah. So what? Hands down, uh, one of the ambassadors you can say of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like he definitely was somebody you could speak to, and he was very open and candid, and it was just phenomenally well respected throughout the community of hip hop. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing right now. You talk about lovable. Japan brought him in to do Yo Gabba Gabba. And he did a segment called Business Beat of the Day that made me watch this show and make my daughter watch this show because he was on it. Because the shit was hilarious. But he was teaching kids how to be boxed. He was teaching kids how to beatbox. And according to his story, while he was over there, uh, he knew one of the the sons of somebody from the techniques company who said, you know, he he got him an invite, an invitation to walk the facilities of techniques. He saw the 45, the turntables 
that only spin 45s that Techniques was actually going to put out back in the day. But then some, I think they just became unmarketable or they, they didn't see a demand for it. So the few that were made were left in the factory. But he asked about them. I guess the guy liked them so much and maybe they came up with the right number. This man is probably the only person who was the only person in the world who had those technique turntables, that direct drive turntables that only uh, spun 45s. Seven inch records for those who don't understand what a 45 is. His collection of memorabilia and, and stuff like that. I listen to this. I hate to shout out a famous podcast on ours because they won't do it for us, but go listen to Quest Love Supreme. Go listen to his episode on Quest Love Supreme. Listen to him talk about his record collection. Him and Quest go back and forth battling on what record they got, what record they got, because these brothers are diggers. Kind of like myself, but I'm not on the level that they are. He told the story on there that he has a copy of the Bob James record, Take Me to the Mardi Gras, without the bells on it. Take Me to the Mardi Gras without the bells on it. Uh, let me try to let me try to pull this up to try to give you reference of what I'm speaking about to even know what I mean. Because the bells, when it comes to this hip hop culture, when it comes to rap music itself, as soon as you hear it, you, you want to start b-boying. You want to start b-boying on the floor. You want to get on. That's Run DMC's Peter Piper right there. There's too many joints. This is also um, the forest from Ghostface in the middle. Once you get into the middle of the joint, right? But imagine this record, and I'm I'm I can one can only estimate that this might be the official, though us with good ears can tell that this joint was a. Uh, kind of edited and taken out. You heard you hear it right there. Yeah they, they tried to drown out the bells in the background. Right. That's crazy. But you can but that you for for just reference and, and perspective like that's what Biz has but it was one of those studio test press plates that like Yo, we're not going with that, but it was already pressed up. I think he said maybe one of six copies in the world. And he said that with the unfortunate words of, if he were to go, he don't want his kids to have none of this stuff. He ain't selling none of this. He ain't auctioning none of this stuff. He, it, you have to get to, to gain context, because this is not hate, to gain context. Please go listen to that episode of Quest Love Supreme so you'll understand. And in a better detail story of what I was telling, uh, or what Biz was mentioning as far as his collections and stuff. He was like a that. student. He was a student of the culture. He was a student of the culture, hands down. 
right. he appreciated he was the culture. It's not just he you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're, you're absolutely you're, you're absolutely right. You we you're absolutely are right. We're not just fans. We we are fans of rap. We're fans of we are the culture of hip hop. You're absolutely King right. He's a defining entity. Yes. He's a and, definitive and it's just, entity. And it, it's going to be a huge loss. It's a huge loss right now. Yeah. I mean, even though, hey, like you said, all the time is undefeated. And we're all going to get there whether we hate it or love it. I hate it, but it's going to happen. And yeah, this is just the, the world of hip hop. This is one of those, unfortunately, where it's just like, if you believe in all the extra good all that stuff, then this could be where it's perceived as he's now in a better place. Because it's been a few years that he's really been like up and down, in and out with his suffering. And we hate to see that when it comes to people and comes to a person, especially a person that we grew up to love and have love for. Especially again, Biz Marquis. I never heard anybody say they hate Biz Marquis. Never, ever. ever. So with that, you can being, tell. You can yeah, tell man. when when just a friend comes on, the whole room shift changes, bro. No matter who you are, even white grandmothers are singing it. Everybody <laughs> sings that song. Everybody sings that song. It's spring again. Nobody beats the Biz. Just rhyming with the Biz with Daddy Kane. One of the original members of the Juice Crew, like he his his story is so deep, he's so entrenched, like you can't talk about hip hop without mentioning Biz at all, at no point in time. Yeah, well, but with that being said, y'all, even with all the technical difficulties, we still got a good one out the way. You know what to do, TJ. Yo. Shout out to all my folks in the comments today. Hysterical. Hysterical. Thank you for bringing valid points to the table, as always. This was a great episode. I'm not going to get on a... <laughs> I'm not, I can't even say what I'm laughing. I'm not going to get on JP right now. What's already been said has been said. You need to watch this to see what how it actually unfolded. This shit was hysterical. Um, thank you all for participating and being involved with the show. Dan... Thanks. I'm glad we're back. We're back at it, doing it. You know what I'm saying? Despite all the technical difficulties we had today, um, this was fun. This was fun. This is why I do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. thank you, brother. And as always, y'all know what to do. Starfoxpodcast.com for everything. Next week, we might be on at a different time next week because to my understanding, the crew is getting together. We're not going to tell everybody, but if you're down... You can hit us up. So next Saturday, yeah. well, actually no, oh, yeah. we might be we might be we back do, on regular we, time next Saturday. We could do it and still make the event. Because it's after yeah, week, yeah. after, after yeah, work yeah. for me. So yeah, you know. But anyway, y'all know what to do. The StarfyPodcast.com for the cricket phone, mobile people, PC, <laughs> boost mobile phone users, JP, PJ, Katara. You, you know you're busy. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. We out. Peace.